Tanner, what the fuck are you doing? I'm just getting ready to have birth. I'm pretty sure the baby's like the size of a watermelon. Brian, you're not pregnant. You're just fat. So I guess we won't see the fruits of my labor? <laughs> oh, God. How'd Brian get a hold of the laugh track? Welcome in to the Bro Four Squad podcast. We're just a bunch of bros drinking beer and watching TV and movies. I'm your host, the Mayor Jeff Hornacek, and this is our review of WandaVision Episode 3. Joining me, we have the American hero Nate Thurmond and the mad scientist Brian Banner to review this episode as we do all of our TV episodes on the four Bro Four Squad criteria. The acting, the story, our favorite scene, and then my favorite part. Theories and questions going forward. So, we'll toss it to the American hero, Nate Thurman, first. Nate, this is uh, week two of WandaVision, even though it's the third episode, and we continue to get uh, sort of a dual performance from, I think, all the actors, where it's partially a tongue-in-cheek, yet also true-to-the-era sitcom, and then a little bit of uh, subtext of what's actually happening in the show. So who stood out to you, positive or negative, as far as acting? Um, yeah, the acting, it was kind of cool. Like you were saying, there's kind of a split difference now on the acting and like their, their performance for all these characters, because it's starting to break a little bit. They're starting to, um, reveal some of the things that they know and what the environment is that they are actually in. Um, so that, that's really cool. And I like seeing it from all the characters. Um, and I'm hoping this is kind of just, um, in the, in the future, but really seeing more development in the show from Agnes and, and Herb, um, because they kind of revealed in this one that we know what's going on. Um, and we know that not everything is, is kosher here. So seeing them, um, kind of break out, um, there wasn't really anyone individually that really stood out too much. Um, but I just like the playfulness of it. And it gives the nice contrast from everyone. Um, but it just goes along with the whole theme that I was saying before. It's just there, there's that playfulness and then there's the intensity. And they're, they're kind of bleeding it in a little bit, maybe a little slower than some people want. Um, but I think everyone's yes. in the show is doing a great job of that. And it, it kind of uh, keeps you, the audience on their toes, too, because you got to kind of look in to see how the actors are doing a scene or, like, where are they going with this. So it it's cool to kind of dig in and, and see what performance they're giving at a certain time during the during the episode yeah i think at the end of the show when we know what the not to make an mcu related pun but what the end game is or really what the premise actually is the performances will have a different layer to them but like you said the playfulness in the first two episodes even for my taste if you go back and check out our reviews it was cranked up to a level that almost got unenjoyable for me like i liked the premise of doing a 60s sitcom but when it's 40 minutes of that and 45 seconds of like the actual MCU plot development, yeah. I was a little frustrated. They shifted that balance slightly in this episode to where 
when they do hit you with sort of a serious note, it feels much more sinister because it comes in contrast to that sort of slapstick 80s sitcom. Yeah, for sure. Banner, who stood out to you? So last week, I'm not going to say I shit on Paul Bettany, but I wasn't as high on his performance as you were last week. Um, Last week, to me, he was very 100% sitcom, right? This week, we actually got to see him switch between sitcom vision and MCU vision a little bit more, which I pointed out how well I thought Elizabeth Olsen did that last week. Paul Bettany just murdered that role this week. He did so well in starting to slowly figure out things aren't as I think they are as they seem. Um, So his consciousness is kind of in that limbo purgatory of am I in this alternate reality or am I in reality? Um, And flipping between those two is extremely difficult to do. And I thought he did phenomenal in that this week. Yeah, he's like, I think we're just one of like the hidden treasures in Hollywood. As far he's as gotta that. be. Because this has let him really flex those comedic chops that he's always been good at like sort of the sarcastic wit, even as Jarvis. And now it's really coming out in Vision getting an extended role. Last thing I'll say briefly. So Tiana Paris in this as Geraldine, who we of course know yeah. from Comic-Con is actually Monica Rambeau, uh, who was the child character in Captain Marvel. Um, this just has me... I didn't necessarily love what they did with their character here. It just felt like it could have been anyone in that scene. But at the very end, when they sort of f- throw her back into the real world, I guess, it just has me intrigued as to what her use is going to be for the rest of the show. And I think Elizabeth Olsen had some really fucking creepy moments in this episode oh, yeah. that done improperly would have totally gone over someone's head. But she just is becoming the Scarlet Witch, like in front of our very eyes. I... I- Sorry, I, I agree. I agree with you with what they did with Geraldine. Um, I wasn't like I, I, did, I could care less until they threw her back out of the um, alternate reality world. Then I was like, OK, wait a minute. What's I, I was very, very intrigued. That gives me hope for later. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. On to the story now, because this is essentially a sitcom for 90 percent of it, like the plot is never really what drives those types of shows. But I did write down a few things of significance that happened. So obviously the vast majority of this episode is Wanda um, becoming very progressively pregnant, like at an alarming rate, uh, and then giving birth to twins, which we're assuming Banner are Speed and Wiccan from the Marvel Universe. Yep. One thing we also see is reality is starting to become more and more blurred, and even some of the characters in the show are becoming self-aware that the life that they're living is not in fact, uh, to be taken at face value. And I just thought it was interesting, too, playing into that, is the Agnes and Herb conversation and everything with him, like, sawing into the, uh, like, the brick wall. Yeah. Which, hell of a hacksaw that he has there. Um, so, again, the story really, Wanda's birth and pregnancy is kind of the main mm-hmm. plot point here, but there were some other sort of minor threads that got pulled on towards the end that really, I think, set up the rest of the season and especially episode four. So Brian, what do you think of the story? So this episode in general, it just fucked my, fucked me up because the, because the lines were so blurred between what I'm calling sitcom WandaVision and MCU WandaVision. I think that there are two clear, distinct times 
And they were weaving in and out of that lane every other scene for me. And it was, it was really, really confusing. Um, but with that being said, I was having a blast. Uh, like you said, the performances and the way that they are showing us how Scarlet Witch is developing into the Scarlet Witch that we all know right before our eyes has been very, very... I think there's going to be a big payoff at the end of this season um, with her. Yes, I agree. And it it was... uh, This was the first time where I felt like they were actually... And by this, the first time, fuck, we're only three episodes in. I realized, like, (laughs) oh, whoa, you've been waiting a long time, haven't you? But where I felt like they actually used the facade of the sitcom world to sort of further the plot, like... To me, it's almost like, and obviously I don't know where it's going in the end, but it feels like Inception a little bit, where some people are self-aware of what's happening, others aren't, and that is sort of right now what the mystery is. It's like, what actually is this thing? Because some people seem to know and others have no idea. What did you think, Nate? Um, Yeah, it was great. I know Banner was saying it was kind of confusing as fuck, uh, going back and forth in between what what was being personified in the scene, if it was, oh, the sitcom world or the MCU world. I actually liked it. It was it was cool, and it gave me hope for where it's going. Um, and like you had mentioned, like, in these sitcom worlds, you don't see, like, plots driven forward or, or anything. Or that's not, like, the main point of the, these shows. So mixing that stuff in was awesome. And obviously showing the control that um, – that Wanda has over the whole environment now because she's going through labor, getting the contractions. Now the lights go out, mm-hmm. her water breaks, it starts raining, everything. You start to see that, that crack in the foundation. And then the, the big one, uh, when she literally alters the time timeline in there to prevent vision from saying something she does not want to hear at the time. Right. When she's did you, on the did couch. anybody else think like they're I re- like, I, I rewound it fucked up. I rewound. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, wait a minute, what just what just happened? Like I missed something. Yeah. Well, I think like, the one. Good. Well, the one thing that has been established to that point is, <clears throat> even in the first two episodes, even though Wanda appears to be less aware of what this reality is from some of the other characters, if she doesn't want something to happen, it doesn't happen. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. I believe it was episode two where she saw the beekeeper with the sword logo on his outfit and she just literally said no. no and they rewound and that was no longer the case and like nate said same thing with vision it's kind of like how our wives in real life you know what i'm saying <laughs> not uh, gonna happen <laughs> but it was on full display here well maybe not full display but uh agnes being more self-aware and herb seemingly knowing a little bit more what's going on i don't know if they're scared to cross wanda or yeah. what the issue is and there's a few few things regarding those two that I'm going to be bringing up in questions and theories. But um, the last thing, like you guys were speaking on uh, briefly with Geraldine, Geraldine's introduction, um, I don't know if it's going to be a plot device later on, but it felt kind of sloppy. I know it was, it was kind of like yeah. candy candy for the audience with with the sword on the, on the, on the necklace, I believe is what it was. Like... Maybe that'll play play something down the road, like they wanted her to see it or something. But it'd be kind of like an FBI agent going under undercover and like wearing his badge like on his shirt. That's kind of how I viewed it, because it obviously triggered her right away. Well, then I'll see obviously a mention of Ultron killing her brother. But um, so I I don't know if that was pointed. Like they were like, let's let's poke the bear a little bit. Let's see what happens. Um, so. At face value, it looks sloppy, but I think, and I'm hoping that it has some plot devices down down the line. Yeah, and then seemingly, even though we don't 
I guess we see her fly out, but Wanda no longer wanted her to be a part of this world after she had seen that emblem. And yeah. case in point, she b- booted her out of the reality. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, on to best scene. I mean, this episode was really one scene, right? Wanda giving birth. Um, yeah. So that's what I had written down. But I did actually really enjoy, Nate had just mentioned this, just the specific line or two of dialogue where Wanda mentions Pietro and, of course, his untimely passing in Age of Ultron at the hands of Ultron. Because sometimes I think even us as diehard MCU fans tend to forget that she is a twin and that that was a huge turning point for her character, especially making the turn from you know, scorned anti-hero to Avenger and working with them in Captain America Civil War was the death of her brother. And I have a theory about if he or a different Quicksilver perhaps uh, will appear in the show, but that was just a nice callback that I appreciated. And I think oftentimes we do forget because Age of Ultron was, what, 2014, which seemingly forever ago in the MCU. Yeah. Nate, how about you? Um. Really, probably the best thing is what what I mentioned a second ago with, with Geraldine. <clears throat> Even though I feel like it could have been done a little bit better, that was the that was kind of the turning point um, to giving us kind of uh, a vision and hope of where this is going. Um, I mean, like I said, they've been leaking things through, throughout, but that one was really where they were very pointed. Um, that was also the scene where they're really focusing on the twins, and you're seeing the correlation and Wanda maybe drawing on her childhood or her other memories. Like you guys have said on the first episode with like the uh, infomercials that are in there, her drawing like memories and things like that. So obviously a big correlation there having the twins. Uh, But there was a lot packed into that short little segment of that scene. Um, And it really, really, uh, like I said, kind of, kind of gave insight to where it's going and what, what might be happening. Yeah. The MCU stuff has been sort of few and far between, but they are, I mean, my one, I guess, retraction to my complaint would be they're getting their bang for their buck there like Mm -hmm. when they do push that plot narrative it seems to be really significant everything they've shown brian how about you yeah i those those are uh my best scenes as well when geraldine it's almost like she slips up to me it was almost like yeah um and i'll get into this a little bit more in theories but it was almost like she is a real person somehow stuck in this alternate reality and she's playing her part and she slips up and says, Oh shit, Ultron killed your brother. And then that's when Wanda becomes aware of what's going on, which caused kind of like that... a thought she had in her head and she just said it out loud. Right. And, and so, in, and in Wanda's reality, that's not a memory. She, she wants to repress that thinking. About correct. Her dying. Correct. Which is just like what, what you guys were saying and what we said last week with the commercials, the toaster was suppressing the um, uh, missile industries. Yeah, right. And and then we were suppressing her getting uh, with the Strucker watch getting experimented on the Strucker's castle. So that that scene, I think, is the best scene. And I think it's going to mean even more as the season progresses. This is going to be a scene that we're going to be able to look back on and go. That was a turning point. Mm-hmm. That was where we pivoted. And we started going down this darker path. Yeah, and with Geraldine, I like Nate's analogy of like an undercover FBI agent like making a mistake. To quote one of our favorite comedians, she's like, I fucked up. I fucked up. <laughs> got Kyle Cease. Man, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what he's doing these days, but he had one badass stand-up back in the day. <laughs> he's probably listening to this at home like, that's me! 
Yeah, go back out on tour. You were hilarious. Spitting out his cup of noodles. <laughs> um, all right, I mean, best part of the review now, theories and questions. We can go around, Rob, and each of us spit out one until we run out. So, uh, Nate, we'll start with you. What uh, What did this episode pop into your head? Yeah, so obviously with the introduction of, of Geraldine, we're seeing that there are real physical people that can transcend like real world and this augmented reality, wherever it may be. Um, so that kind of brings me to an, another question. Like is everyone in this augmented reality, are they real people or are they figments? Are they made up? Are they AI or something? So uh, specifically Agnes and, and Herb. So now that they're kind of realizing and opening up to vision saying, Hey, here's kind of what's going on. Here's what we're seeing. Are they, are they, just made up by Wanda or are they actual people? I know uh, Jeff uh, may have touched on this a second ago with Agnes being somewhat somebody, but I didn't yeah. know if like these were actual people implanted in there um, or if these were just figments of her imagination for lack of better terms. So I would posit we were working with a hybrid here. Vision yeah. obviously is constructed from her mind because yeah. this is her idyllic world. But I, I do think sword and this kind of is one of my, theories also sword I, I still don't know if they're monitoring her or manipulating her but they have the ability to send people in here to interact with her and For i sure. do believe agnes and the internet has given me this theory she is agatha Har harkness who mm -hmm. is a sorceress in the comics who works with mephisto who's essentially the devil who is a ghostwriter villain so i couldn't and she's like a vampire right yeah she has she fights blade sometimes too yeah um, but someone else had pointed this out. I never would have caught this, but nothing in Westview, every single six has been removed. Look at every clock. Look at Tony Stark's toaster. Wow. Like, really? so there's no sixes anywhere. So if Mephisto is actually behind this, maybe that's his way of hiding in plain sight is not letting Wanda ever see the number six. Hmm. I don't know. That is very interesting. Uh, but yeah, I kind of, I kind of agree. I think maybe a, a hybrid, like they, there are some, real physical people on there, but her consciousness has kind of filled in with like the background people of the town and things like that. And if Wanda, if this is sort of like a house of M uh, storyline reenactment where Wanda essentially like eviscerates all the mutants to make her own reality where, you know, everyone she's ever lost is still alive. If she's created this bubble and it, it's like all encompassing and super powerful, maybe sword is sending in people like Monica Rambeau to try and make her lucid and wake up and get her out of it. Mm -hmm. could be what yeah. they I think that there is a mix of real alive people and dead people that are in there but they're that sounded so fucking stupid real alive people did you know there's real <laughs> alive people and there's real dead people as opposed um, to fake alive people and fake dead people yeah and fake yeah, yeah. uh no i think that the humans that are in that world are unaware they're in that world for the most part. So that's Geraldine. She's a human. She's a real person. And until she mentioned Pietro, she didn't know she was in an alternate reality. I'm going to disagree. So how did she know about Pietro then? Be so she's almost in like a coma. She knows because like she's part of sword okay. subconsciously. Yes. And that was what made her kind of spit that out. Because whenever we see her land out of that bubble thing, how confused does she look when S.W.O.R.D. shows up? But she was physically in that world. She was physically thrown out. 
Yeah, so I don't know how her conscious. Okay, well let's there. let's focus on Agnes and Herb here. Okay, that's fine. We're not, we can do that too. We're not focusing on her. They both know something, right? Yeah. Yes. Correct. Okay. Well, if Agnes is a vampire or works with Mephisto, the devil, good possibility she's actually dead, right? Could be. I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think in the MCU the Mephisto is considered dead. He would be like Dormammu or Surtur, where it's like. He rules the underworld, but it's like his job, you know? Yeah. Could Herb also be dead? Obviously, we know Vision is dead. Yeah. So are are all these other characters... I don't know. I've got nothing. No, I mean... That's fine. That's what this is here to hash things out. Yeah. So I have a question. We know that Elizabeth Olsen is in London right now filming uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And I still would bet my life that Doctor Strange shows up in this show played by Benedict Cumberbatch. But we have to ask now, uh, knowing what Wanda went through at the end of Infinity War, and in Endgame, she's fucking pissed off as well. Is she making the turn to villain? And is she essentially the villain in this show and will be in the Doctor Strange sequel? That's Yeah, that's a great one. Um, and yeah, depending on kind of sword, Sword's um, relationship in this whole thing if they're kind of monitoring her or experimenting with her i think that's going to be a huge catalyst whether or not she kind of turns villain or or not just depending on the outside forces that are affecting whatever we're seeing right now in this augmented reality so if it's herself doing this um then maybe not but yeah if there's some outside forces like sword kind of forcing her into this and making her relive some of these bad memories i could definitely see that being like a turning point and, and triggering her into a villain. I could see her wanting to create this idyllic world. And then when sword is the one that says, yeah, this isn't real. She gets really pissed off. Yeah. At them. Yep. Yeah. She's lost, lost the one person she loves and now she's going to flip it. Seen that story told time and time again. Yes, we have bitches be crazy. Banner. I have one thing for you. And this was a, Theory I saw on the internet, I don't think it's very likely, but because you're my Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., bro, I have to throw this out there to you. So the book Vision is reading on pregnancy, Mm -hmm. is there a chance that's the Darkhold? I don't think so, but... I don't think so, but the commercial was Hydra Soak. Yeah. Follow follow up question to that since I'm not an agent of Shields. Can you give me a elevator pitch on what that is? I'm sorry, we're talking like fucking nerds here. Yes. Oh so no, there's the probably plenty of people in the audience who know. I just don't. Yeah, the Darkhold is this book. So in Doctor Strange, he has like this book of spells that he learns. Yep. The Darkhold is just like the evil version of that that a lot of gotcha. like evil okay. sorcerers have. Yep. Um and I just thought it was weird that Vision was reading a book, but I don't think there's really it's it's just a red book is the only reason people were like, Oh, that could be this evil spell book <laughs> in the comics. And I was like, I guess we're really, we're really desperate at this point for anything of substance. Yeah. But with that being said, you, you pointed out there's no sixes in the shows yes. makes you think and be like details matter in this. So now when four drops, hell I may go back, I'll probably go back and watch three. And then when four drops, I'll be very detail oriented and looking at everything in the background. Right. I'll probably miss some really obvious stuff doing that. I spent many a night with Nate pausing the TV, looking right. for things in the background of shows. A lot yeah. true detective. It happens. What else you guys got? Uh, uh, I don't know that this one will ever be proven. Um, but I think Wanda either knows 
or or did know or was about to find out that she was pregnant during Infinity War. Uh, at the very beginning, Can she when her get pregnant though from Vision, that's what I. I don't. I mean, she's obviously she can. She's got kids, right? I don't exactly remember in the comics how Wicked and Speed are inseminated. That's a good question. I don't know either. I'm just going to assume that it's normal, like missionary style. Oh, I didn't mean the way they had sex. I meant. <laughs> Oh. Not, the, not the position, like oh. the. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't aspect. know either. <laughs> What's the line for? Is it Twenty One Jump Street? Oh no, it's Knocked Up, where Jonah Hill's like, "Yeah, the girl's on top. She can't get pregnant. It's just gravity. Everyone knows that." Yeah, science. Come on, guys. <laughs> um, but I think she either just found out and maybe just told Vision. Wow! During that trip in Scotland, That'd and that's cool. just. Another thing that's fueling her anger and why she wants this perfect world. Yeah. Could be something that's driving him. Yeah. And I just don't have enough. And maybe we'll get like a a uh, flashback scene of her telling like did a live vision in the MCU know she was going to have babies or is she even really pregnant and this is all just still part of her figment of her imagination. I don't fucking know. This is pregnancy brain. Yeah. yeah. It's a thing. Nate, what do you got? Oh, um, that's really it. I didn't have too, too much. Okay. I just have, uh, one more thing really. So this is a, a bit of a stretch, but again, I'm connecting the future MCU dots. So we all know in Spider-Man 3, which is filming right now, uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are coming back, reprising reprising their role as Spider-Man from a different universe. The Doctor Strange sequel is called The Multiverse of Madness. Ryan Reynolds has teased that Deadpool will walk through a portal into the MCU at some point and make the comment like, finally, a competent company owns me. So the multiverse is essentially the start of Phase 4. Evan Peters, who played Quicksilver in two of the Fox X-Men movies, is cast in this show. We don't know what the role is. I am speculating that Wanda, again knowing her involvement in the Doctor Strange sequel, will try and bring back Pietro and will tear open the multiverse. And the Evan Peters Quicksilver from uh, First Class and uh, Dark Phoenix will show up and he'll say, I am Pietro, I'm just not your Pietro. And this will basically set off the domino effect of the multiverse in phase four of the MCU. So Evan Peters could just be playing a neighbor down the street. Again, he's an actor, so obviously he could play anything. But I speculate he will play a version of Quicksilver from the Foxverse and will be the first character let in when Wanda rips open the multiverse. I think, yeah. I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense connecting the dots out there. Um, if he's cast in that um because there's been some speculation of now that pietro has been brought up in wandavision uh she's gonna try and manipulate time or do whatever she can to try and bring him back um so that may be an interesting way of doing it um i think it's pretty plausible too because again you could cast i mean i know evan peters is a talented actor but like if you want him to play joe bob down the street yeah. Just fucking get someone else. Don't get the guy who literally played her brother, but in a different <laughs> universe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But maybe that's Marvel just flexing on Fox. Like, we're going to take your Quicksilver, and he's going to be neighbor number three. Nah, I think, there's, I think there's something behind that one. 
Now, I don't know if Aaron Taylor Johnson will show up too. He's always teased that he's coming back. As for like five years, he's teased he was coming back. But which, which... I, you swear the Cumberbatch batch is coming back. I would. Have you said right now we're gonna kill you if you're wrong? Is Benedict Cumberbatch in this show? I'd be like, yeah, he's gonna be in this show. And are you just, is that just you connecting the dots or do you have some sort of source that is leading you to believe that? I don't have a source. I'd actually like to get your guys' theories. Nate, if I said, I'm going to burn your house down if you're wrong, yes or no, Benedict Cumberbatch in WandaVision at some point. Man, that is a tough call. And I, life or death in my house being burnt down is on the line. I don't want to go against you, but. I mean, I, I'm just a fanboy. I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> uh... Um, I don't know with her involvement in yeah, the the movie coming up. I probably say yeah. I think there, there's already yeah there's already some, some visions of like her obviously augmenting time and all that kind of stuff. So I think he would play in nicely here. I think I'll jump on board with it. I think it's going to happen. Now it could be a thirty second scene in the last episode, but yeah, Bucker's going to be in this. I feel good about it. I really want you to be right. I just, <laughs> I don't know. The last thing I want to ask you guys, and this is just kind of my own antsiness. How long do you think we're going to keep up this facade of the sitcoms? I think we have one more episode. I think we're going to go in like the nineties. They'll do kind of like a full house Roseanne type thing. Like we've seen where they're dressing up for Halloween mm-hmm. in the trailer. And then I think after this next episode, episode four, I think the last Five are just going to be current day MCU. Um, so there's how many episodes is this season? There's nine total. Nine, I believe. Nine. Man, I could see them. I could see this them dragging this out for six or seven episodes. I know, I could too. I'm just like wishful which, thinking. <laughs> which I mean, each episode I feel like has progressively gotten a little more into the MCU world. So they can gradually break it off and it'll still be something that I'm going to be intrigued with and wanting to watch, but I can see, yeah, definitely go. If there's nine into the last two, just being partly, um, partly in that, in that sitcom world. Yeah. I think we'll have five sitcom world four not sitcom world. Interesting. Okay. Um, but with those moving forward with next week and the following week, I think, by that last week, it'll be half the show, like almost split half the show MCU, half the show sitcom. Yeah, each week like we that. or each episode, we've progressively gotten a little bit more of real world and less sitcom. That first episode, maybe 30 seconds. The second episode, a minute and a half, maybe. This episode, what we had maybe five minutes. Maybe if, if piece, you add piece it little, all together. Yeah. Piece it all together. Maybe that's a little little liberal of a estimation. Yeah, maybe like four minutes. Yeah. So next week we'll it. have maybe 10 minutes and then the following or That'd seven minutes next week and then maybe 10 minutes the next. Last thing before we go, uh, this is just like a complaint that Nate, like I, I felt validated when he noticed it too. <laughs> yeah. Why are the credits so fucking long to this thing? And I actually talked to Banner about this too. And then I think he's like, oh yeah, I've noticed this on other things. It's yeah. Insane. So it's, they've done this on um, some of baby Banner's shows it's like a three minute show and then there's four minutes of credits. Um, and I think that's because Clone Wars does it too. And I think that's because the credits roll for every country. 
So they translate these to, you know, Portuguese and Spanish and French and German and all these other languages. They credit all the voiceover actors in every single fucking episode. I'm just, yeah. it's, it's deceptive. Because like, you'll be, I'll like, you know, check periodically throughout the episode, like, hey, uh, how much is left in this thing? And now I'm no, I'm programmed like, well, you got to mark 10 minutes at literally 10 minutes of this thing for the end credit. So we don't have as much WandaVision as you think. And have. I just feel like, well, maybe there's going to be an end credit scene on this episode. Yes, of course I'm free. Yeah, so of course I have to watch it all. I will for sure. The precedent Marvel is going to set, I would hope, is only the last episode of their shows, they will do like an end credit scene. That's true. Yeah, but that, at the end of the series... Maybe that's when that's when Doctor Strange shows up. Yeah, as the end credit scene. Yeah, still it'll still count. Still counts, as Akon says. Yeah. All right. Any last thoughts, the American hero Nate Thurman, before we let the people go? Um, let's see. No, I'm just really excited. Yeah, I was kind of late uh, jumping on this one. You guys uh, were a week ahead of me, but um, glad I did jump in here. I like to see where it's going. I hope that. We actually do. I think I think we get more and more, not just like peaks, but we'll actually get some like legit scenes with actors in it um, right. in the MC world coming up. So excited to uh, see that breakthrough. Yeah, it's a nice uh, change of pace for the MCU. Like they're always reinventing themselves, and this is yeah. at the forefront of that. And I make a small prediction: we're going to get a uh, Cat Dennings as Darcy from the Thor movies in the mm. next episode. Uh, mm. I agree with that statement. Uh, I just hope that. Next week, I'm not nearly as fucking confused as I was this week. <laughs> this this episode just really fucked with my mind for some reason. I don't know why, <laughs> but it really fucked me up. I think it was like all the artwork and everything spinning in the background. Yeah. And like... The stork not disappearing in the end. I was like, yeah. yeah. It just, it really, it really fucked with my mind. So I really hope that they kind of bring me back to a reality uh, in this next episode because... If every episode is this confusing, I, I'm not going to be able to follow along. Maybe don't eat your special gummies before you watch WandaVision. That too. Uh, no it's can not do. a promise like willing to make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least you're honest. All right. For the American hero, Nate Thurman, and the mad scientist, Brian Banner, I'm the mayor, Jeff Hornacek, and we are the Bro4 Squad podcast. Thank you guys for checking us out. We'll be here every week with your WandaVision reviews. Uh, check out our website, bro4squad.com. We have all of our content posted there. You can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, a bunch of other places if you type in bro4squad as three separate words. And we're on Twitter, at bro4squad. Until next time, we have to go listen to Daydream Believer by the Monkees on repeat. The Monkees, K-E-E-S, interesting fact. Mm-hmm. So so hip. So up with the times, I guess. Really? <laughs> <laughs>